Wagwan Familia, it is I in my 1970s wooden kitchen. I'm Tony and this is Tony Ray Talks. How are we all? I hope you're all fine and dandy. I for one sure am happy that it's springtime. Oh yes, it may be chilly outside. We may not have got that heat wave that was promised on the weather app, but isn't it nicer being lighter in the evenings? Oh, unless you're a parent and it's bedtime. That's a whole different board game. But in general, lighter evenings, isn't it lovely? It makes me think of summer, especially summer in my 20s for some reason. But anyway, I'm far from that right now. So let's get down to it. So on today's show, I want to talk about Mrs. Bird. Now, you're probably thinking, who's Mrs. Bird? Now, I kind of use Mrs. Bird as a bit of an example in this, but she is a real character, and she's the wonderful character in Paddington Bear, who lives at home with the Browns. And for those of you who haven't seen the movie Paddington Bear, well, the Browns are the family who take Paddington Bear in to live with him. She is an elderly lady who basically helps around the house. Now, the reason for me wanting to discuss this is because, in my opinion, us younger generation, yes, I did just classify myself as younger generation, could seriously benefit from having a Mrs. Bird in our lives and in our homes. Now, when I was growing up, I had the privilege, and I believe it really was a privilege, and still to this day is very much so a privilege, to have my grandparents raise me. The things I learned from them, especially my nanny Lil, have stayed with me and will stay with me my whole life. Hearing her and my grandfather's stories and experiences and understanding what things were like for them in their lives, it gave me a great respect and appreciation for the older generation. And I believe that us mothers and fathers Uh, could especially learn so much by sitting at the feet of the elder generation or, or an elder in our lives. Now, I know times have changed and most grandparents nowadays or the older generation nowadays, well, they're either miles away or they're still working themselves or quite frankly, they're still healing from their own pasts. And more and more families are separated now more than ever and going to visit your parents, whether they are together or separated, well, in all honesty, it can can become a chore for some people. Now, I look at my own family setup, for example, and my parents are separated. My parents separated when I was 16. And I have my father who lives two hours in one direction away from us. And I have my mother who lives two hours in a completely different direction away from us. And so trying to navigate things like Christmases and Easter's and celebrations where we, you know, we want to spend quality time with everyone. I would love everyone just to come to my house, but we find we're the ones that are always going and seeing and visiting and doing, you know, the trips. And it can become quite exhausting when really all you want to do is just sit in your pajamas and stay at home. You kind of sometimes feel like after the Christmas period's finished, you need another holiday to get over it. But the thing I think we need to bear in mind is that although times have changed, 
What studies have recently shown is that loneliness has really become, you know, quite high on the rise. So studies have recently shown that, especially since the pandemic, that many people and especially elderly people, younger generation too, but especially elderly people are suffering with loneliness. So I began to think of Mrs. Bird and not only the benefits that our generation and the younger generation uh, could benefit from this, um, and the older generation, you know, the older generations too, but the, the Mrs. Birds and the Mr. Birds of this would benefit from spending time with families. I think of those families who haven't got um, their children nearby. Like I said before, you, you might have some um, parents who are in their 70s, 80s, 90s, whose sons and daughters might live completely the other side of the earth and they haven't seen their children or their grandchildren or maybe even their great great you know their great grandchildren me adding a great extra great in there if you've got great 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 grandchildren then boy you're doing something good um but they haven't seen them for like five years because they might live in Australia and they live in Norfolk yeah so <laughs> I was looking at the Mrs Birds and the Mr Birds of our lives and just studying how beneficial it would be if we brought the two together and how much we could learn from one another. Now, I kind of know this firsthand and that's because every Friday morning for the past 10 months, I have spent two hours of my day with a gentleman named Ron. Now, Ron is 84, he lives in Liverpool and we have never met we speak on the phone via the charity Age UK, which is a wonderful charity, but I have no idea what Ron looks like. But the way we have hit it off is tremendous. I am so grateful for him and I love him dearly and it's been a wonderful, wonderful friendship that has been formed. Now, Ron is very blessed to have a daughter who thankfully only lives uh, up the road from him and sh and you know she sees him quite frequently he sees her quite frequently um but he has no nobody else other than her he has no grandchildren and sadly he lost his wife in 2020 the joy that these calls bring to ron fills my heart immensely you know he often tells me this is the highlight of my week especially now where he is super conscious about going out and about. Not only is he conscious because of the pandemic and the past two years of being sort of isolated, but you know, he's 84. He does still drive, but he's starting to get a few problems health-wise. So that's limiting his driving and what he can and can't do, you know, a little bit more. And so more and more, like I say, since the pandemic as well, the elder generation can become more and more isolated, almost more and more invisible in society. But the joy that these calls bring to him just blesses my heart so very much. But not only do they help Ron, they help me too. I have never 
been more aware of the importance of being present, other than being a parent, but being present with somebody else like that for two hours. Because let's face it, we live in a generation where if somebody calls your phone, you're thinking, why are they ringing me? Why are they not WhatsApping me? And especially if someone tries to do a FaceTime, people have a panic, don't they? (laughs) It's like, why are they FaceTiming me? Why are they calling me out of the blue? This is not scheduled. They haven't texted me beforehand to tell me that they were going to call. We haven't arranged this. Whereas before, you know, when I was a teenager, you spent half your evening on the phone and you had to hang up before it got to seven o'clock. Otherwise, it would charge you for the whole hour. But that telephone wire was dragged into the bedroom. And that's all people would do. And yes, I know different times we didn't have mobile phones then. Or we did, but I didn't have one until I was about 16, 17. So, you know, it's very different. But to be able to sit and speak to him for two hours, we chat about everything. We could put the world to rights, me and Ron, and we chat about everything. It feels so good. It's helped me be more present. It's helped me with my healing. Putting somebody else first and hearing their life stories has given me a greater understanding of how other people's life, you know, how other people live and what their lives are like. It's been such a blessing to me and it has truly helped me, honestly, to be more present. It's also blessed me with a granddad like figure to speak to every week. I mean, all my grandfathers have passed away my step-grandfathers and my biological grandfathers, some of them who I never even got to meet, unfortunately, due to no fault of my own. So to have that elderly person to sit and to gain that knowledge and also to feel that sense of security from somebody who is older fills me up with so much joy and and delight, quite frankly. And I would advise anybody out there, if you can volunteer any, and this is not an ad, (laughs) but if you can volunteer any of your time, any time that you do have, I mean, you don't have to be on the phone for two hours. They recommend a half an hour call, but we just go on and on and on. Um, But if you can spare some time, I would highly recommend it, especially if you yourself are someone who is suffering from loneliness. Um, It can really bless you as well as blessing the other person. And that's why I say I think it's really important to bring the older generation and the younger generation together because when they do, beautiful things can really, really happen. So many of the younger generation tend to speak to the elder generation like they've got no clue. And like I was saying, I think society, when you hit, say, 70 plus, even though I don't feel 70 years old, when you hit 70 plus... It's almost like society have made you invisible and that you've become this burden on the world and they couldn't be more wrong. I see it as though when you've you've reached that age, you are golden nuggets of knowledge to, you know, that, 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 we, that we, the younger generation, should take advantage of. We should be absorbing that to help us help even younger generations to come. But often you hear... And, and when I say this, I don't know if you know the film Gangster Granny. But up until the point where they realised that she was a gangster and she, you know, she had all these crown jewels and all these jewels in the biscuit tin. 
The grandson found her immensely boring because all she did was boil cabbage soup again and again and again. And one thing I noticed was the parents would speak to her like, are you okay, dear? Are you all right, Gran? Totally forgetting that these people have been here way before us. Yet you find that sometimes the younger generation talk to the older generation like they've just popped up out of the earth (laughs) and they've not lived like they've never been a teen or they've never been in their 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s or blah 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 and they couldn't be like I say they couldn't be more wrong you see the thing with the likes of Ron and many other elderly people they don't class or see themselves as old When I talk to Ron, he still sees himself as the 18-year-old mischievous dude who rode motorbikes dangerously. And I think that's wonderful. But society has made them invisible and they are so often left and seen as a burden. And that needs to change. Now, a friend of mine works for a charity trying to bring the young and the old together And she held a group recently where mums and babies came along uh, to sit amongst these elderly women who either have no family, who long to have a family or whose families live so far away that they don't get to see them often at all. Now, these women had plenty of time on their hands and they longed to be a part of a family, just like a Mrs. Bird. The mothers attending also longed for help carrying the load and gaining that teaching on how to do things. I've said before on my stories, I'd love, you know, I would have loved to have had an elder, an auntie to go through to teach me how to cook, the stages of making certain dishes. That, for me, just is, I'd, I'd love that. I just think there's so much warmth hence why I do my stories in my kitchen there is so much warmth and discussion that can take place in a kitchen when you're there together creating something and so my friend put this group on you have a group of elderly people on one side and then you had the younger generation with their babies coming in on the other side and at first it was like a a 13-year-old school disco back in the 90s where the boys stood on one side and the girls stood on the other and you didn't go in the middle. Uh, You just looked at each other from one side to the other. (laughs) But eventually they slowly met in the middle somewhat. But what my friend observed, yeah, and this this was very interesting, she observed that the mothers attending were more interested in finding out what the other mothers were doing to ensure their child was on par with theirs. Totally ignoring and missing out on the golden nuggets of life that these Mrs. Birds had to offer because some of them thought that they were just being interfering, you know? And we've all had it, I know I have. When I first had my my son, who's now eight, had an elderly person stop me and correct me for not having a hat on my child 
in the baking summer, like whatever, or, you know, uh, we've all had some, that, that one person pipe up and, and say something. And sometimes it can get your goat and get your back up. But I think it's about having an understanding of where that person is coming from. And if this is an elderly person in your life who is in, in your life and is only coming from a place of love, then we need to take that on board. Now, I can only speak for myself, but I honestly would love a Mrs. Bird in my life. You know, because for me, that Mrs. Bird character was my nan. She was that love that I grew up knowing and how I would, you know, love to sit at her feet still to this day and have her teach me things. God rest her soul. So my advice would be, if you you have grandparents still alive to this day, or you have great grandparents, or your parents even, even are alive to this day, and they have that flexibility to offer, then I would suck it up and just make a conscious effort to just bask in their knowledge and their presence, if, if you can. Now, I would also say try to understand that they're not interfering and that they are coming from a place of love most of the time. You know, you don't always have to take their advice. Let's just remember that. You don't always have to take their advice. But let them talk. Let them share. Because they've done it. And yes, they've done it in their way and in their time. And times are different now. But just know that it is coming from a place of of love and not being a bit of a busybody. So if there is anyone out there who has a Mrs. Bird for me, (laughs) please sign me up. (laughs) I'm all for it. I'm all to, you know, I'm all for sitting at her feet and allowing her to teach me and enrich my life. Um, You know, and, and I'm not talking about having some rich nanny in your gaff picking up after you. No, I'm talking about somebody who can come in and just sit with you and teach you and because I I just think we need that more and more we can all benefit I remember hearing quite recently about loneliness and the increase of loneliness and especially in motherhood the rise of loneliness as well and I want to take it back to when you know women used to talk over the fence to other women and have a chat and yes I know some of you might be thinking yeah but Tony come on we've got to go to work now once we've pushed the kid out it's all about finding the nursery place and and making the money and I get it I really do and and there there needs to be a change in society and flexible working and all of that stuff but I think we can do our little bit where possible And whether that be chatting with your neighbour over the fence, sharing what you've got with your neighbour or another mother or somebody to help create that sense of community, which I think has been lost, in my opinion. And again, since the pandemic, especially everyone kind of shut off. It's a bit like school, going up to school. You know, when I was a kid, you would have somebody's mum just pick you up and you'd be or or wait with you for a minute before your mum came and mums would be chatting everybody's ear off now 
some mums don't even know other mums' names or, or you know, they're picking up their kids in their pyjamas and quick to just get in the car and be gone. But I just think if you can do your little bit to help bring back that connection and bring that sense of community back, I think it can bless so many people. And like I say, bringing that older generation and younger generation together, when you do so, it can become a truly beautiful thing. And I think it's something that we really need to pray into because like I said at the beginning, Many of the elder generation, you look at the, the elders of the church, for example, you know, their role is to teach the younger generation how to be, you know, or how to do. But let's face it, like I said, some of that older generation, those elders are still healing from their own traumas and experiences in life. Some of them haven't been married or been a wife or had children or, or been a husband or, you know, and so there becomes a blockage of being able to pass that knowledge on because they haven't got the time maybe or the experience or the wisdom necessarily to even pass that on. So I, I really pray that they're, I really pray that the elder generation, that society doesn't class them as being invisible or being a burden anymore as they can do and that we come together more as communities um, and that the generations come together more to to blossom something really beautiful that would be my prayer and I would encourage you to maybe this week if you do have some old folk in your life um, hang out with them because they're all right you know and if you're old folk listening to this and you've got some young folk in your life hang out with them Find out about what they're liking on YouTube and whatever else they're watching. Learn and understand because we're always learning. We don't stop learning when we become adults. Learn from them. We can learn from each other. And that can be a really beautiful thing. I'm Tony Ray and you have been listening to Tony Ray Talks. Until next time, peace and blessings.